0: What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from BaseballFan.com. Hope everybody's having a great day so far. Um, wanted to talk about cardboard obsession and addiction and how to handle it, and maybe a few avenues to get you out of that mindset and into something that isn't such a financial drain. Um, now, we're not talking about a situation where you're like, oh, I love cards so much, I'm addicted, or uh, oh, I'm obsessed with these cards. No, I'm talking about uh, some serious issues that some people out here have uh in the past several years i have uh seen uh married couples and marriages crumble very publicly where the wives are where the wives are calling out the husbands for uh spending more money than they have on these cards and just having a very difficult time uh, because the husbands are like man i love this i should you know, I deserve to be able to be in something that I enjoy. Uh, and the wives go, we have bills to pay, what are you doing? So it's a, it's a tough situation a lot of times. And there's this uh, epidemic of many guys in there in the hobby, hiding their purchases from their wives. Um, a, lot of, like, a lot of people are out there uh, doing this stuff. I was actually, uh, I sold cards to this one guy uh, for many years now. Uh, and I found out he, I was sending uh, things to his family member and instead of his home, you know, his uh, home address, I go, well, why is this? Why, why am I doing this? Come to find out, it's because he didn't want his wife to find out what he was buying. <laughs> so, and I don't want to di- dive into anybody's you know, marriages, that's very personal and private for you all and everything for sure. Uh, however, I do want to give you a few tools uh, that might be able to help you Turn this around and give your spouse a different view on the hobby as well, and plus maybe give you a, a little bit more of a healthier, uh, you know, feel for the hobby instead of it just being a money suck, uh, money suck. So uh, let's dive in. Let's uh, let's start off with uh, number one. What the problem is the money. Like there's a lot of people out there that they have a one-track mind and they go, I just want to get these cards, these boxes, these cases. I dream about doing nothing but busting packs and posting the hits online and it's like a whole experience now right it's not it doesn't stop at opening the cards it uh it's you know being able to pull some really cool cards it's being able to take pictures of them just the right pictures where the light hits them just perfectly posting them online interacting with people and then you know seeing what you can do you know beyond this as well so um but let me tell you there's a whole new world of the hobby when you can incorporate, you know, being able to be fluid with your collection, uh, buying and selling and trading. I'm not talking about just being a, a card shark, so to speak, where you're doing nothing but, you know, uh, uh, buying and selling, buying and selling, just you know, became, becoming like a pseudo-dealer. No, that does become part of it, uh, is, you know, this hobby has a wonderful uh, facility for us to be able to make money or even tread water, you know, where, you put in a hundred dollars uh, in a week, you could, uh, you know, still, uh, you could sell for a hundred dollars, but you could also keep some extra, uh, keep some extra cards out of it as well. So I think that's going to actually help a lot of marriages out there that might have some tension if they realize if 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 you're able to go to your wife and say, you know, hey, look, I've spent a hundred dollars this month or something or this week or whatever it is. But I've actually sold the same, or maybe even 120, where you could say, hey look, my hobby's actually generating some income. Um, you know, I think that's a great place to be. Um, and uh, you know so that means of course you've got to get disciplined to not you know fall in love with everything that you touch. And that's difficult, especially for me, you know because like I, <laughs> there's so many cars I love out there. Like I remember I was going out in my garage. My garage uh, yesterday and we were loading up the car for some donations and everything and uh, I remember looking at uh, you know an 89 tops Carney Lansford and a 92 Ultra Dennis Eckersley they're really nothing cards but just going man I just love these cards <laughs> I think they're so cool um, you know so uh, definitely when you have a mindset of okay I'm going to buy something to sell it Not that you'd be able to get much for an A&I Topps car in Lansford, but uh, when you start looking at things like that and then realizing, hey, I can spend this money down the road on something else, uh, it helps. It helps tremendously to be able to part with certain things because there are some people out there that they don't want to sell anything. Um, I understand. Like, I get it. There are some people that don't want to sell. They won't sell. So if this isn't for you, this isn't for you. And, you know, I completely understand. Uh, But there are some people that might need some of this to uh, uh, bring a little bit more relief in their personal lives when it comes to their marriages, their finances, um, and even just add a new dimension to the hobby. So you know, start off with, and and I'm going to try to use a few of the podcast episodes I've talked about uh, this sort of thing in the past as a few different puzzle pieces and try to put it all together for you here. Uh, Fairly briefly, because I don't have too much time in the car. Um, But the first thing is to really kind of sit down with your collection and, you know, my recommendation is this, is to start off uh, not with bringing new money in to invest, but start off with uh, uh, diving deep in your collection and selling some things that you might not care about. You might be able to generate $50, $100, $500, whatever uh, it is out of cards that you don't really care about. And the next thing is uh, to take that money and start really researching out there what sells for what. And uh, that way you can start really looking for deals. Um, And that's great because there's a lot of deals out there. A lot of things can be done. A lot of cards can be bought. Like you you think about right now, there's uh, boatloads and boatloads of deals on eBay right now. That you can buy and sell for a profit uh, if you know where to look. And so your first thought might be like, well, that's boring. That's not fun to do research. But if you think about it, let me, let me hopefully try to uh, give us a different perspective, give you a different perspective on this. My perspective is that's part of the journey, that's part of the hobby. Is looking into uh, cards and researching them because your you might not uh, your hobby might not simply just be uh, having the cards. You can you can seriously consider part of the hobby as being as researching the cost of things and and you know looking and waiting for that deal and being patient. Uh, another thing that helps is when you use money. That you generated by selling some of your old collection is you're going to be more careful and more conservative with your purchases, which is good, especially when you're starting off uh, to look for deals. Because, uh, you know, certainly like I said before, also, you don't want to fall in love with anything because it's going to be a lot harder. It's going to do two things. Number one, it's going to make you want to pay more money for cards uh, that you should possibly, which is going to Number two, make it harder for you to sell for a profit down the road or sell even at all. Um, So, you know, let's say if you have this, uh, you know, $100 that you've generated um, from, uh, you know, from these uh, cards in your collection. And let's say you want to dive into 90s inserts and parallels. Uh, You know, you could find some that you think uh, might mesh well with you and you think, well, I think these are going to do well with others as well. And you know, you can just start looking at sales data. Um, If you have an eBay store, you know, you probably know this already, but there's TerraPeak as a research tool that you can use and you can figure out what things are actually selling for. Uh, When eBay sells items for uh, things for best offer, you're not always going to get accurate data. So, Terra, uh, you know, the TerraPeak program is going to help you tremendously to give you accurate data. Another thing is it's a free option is 130pt.com. 130pt.com. Uh, that does, like I think, the ba- the past uh, three months of data, which is going to help you as well. Um, and it's good to have this data because without this data, you're not going to really be able to know exactly what sells for what. Um, and that might not help too terribly well for one of ones and the other rarer cards Uh, when that happens you know it's a good idea to like if you don't know what a certain card sells for and you don't have any sales data you know look for parallel uh, you know one of ones from the same set or uh, you know just look for different uh, different types of parallels of these cards to see kind of what other you know cards are selling for and again even then that might not necessarily be the most accurate data i'll give you an example uh, 97 Flare Ultra um, there's a the regular, the base card then you have the gold medallion parallel then you have the platinum medallion parallel um, so Canseco for example has two platinum parallels they're supposed to be uh, have a print run of between 150-200 each uh, the series 1 parallel uh, platinum parallel is a Red Sox card of his. And they will go for, you know, between $15 to $30, right? Well, the Series 2 Ace Parallel, and none of these are numbered. They just, you know, they're just, we're going by print runs. But it, it's been said that they're between 150 and 200 copies that have been made on each one, if I recall correctly. So, uh, when you think of it that way, you think, well, shoot, the Series 1 Parallel, sells for between 15 to $30 and that means that the Series 2 A's Parallel will also. Well, the Series 2 A's Parallel can go for $200 or more uh, because it never shows up for some reason. So, you know, you just got to be a little careful when it comes to, uh, you know, selling like that as well. And that's what it takes uh, as far as research goes. Like once you start to be able to research these cards and learn uh, you know the nuances that are in pricing and everything. It's going to help you tremendously. Um, so, but also you'll be able to get faster at making deals because you'll have a better idea of what sells for what. So, as you're doing this, and let me tell you, there's a there's a saying that says sales cure all. Uh, because there's there's a lot of time that you might put into researching. You think, oh, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. This is like kind of painful, yeah, you know? and, and it really shouldn't be painful. Like the whole purpose of this hobby is to have fun, right? So don't don't make it painful for yourself or anything by any stretch of the imagination. But eventually, you're gonna find a purchase, and you're gonna go, "Wow, I think I'm going to do pretty good at this." That that might mean you buy a, a ten dollar card and you're able to sell it for twenty, and all of a sudden you're positive, you're cash positive in a hobby. That once used to suck money uh, from you. That was kind of like an ugly thing, possibly between you and your your spouse. And that's you know obviously a tremendous change. If you can go to your wife and say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, the, I'm I was able to bring in fifty dollars extra this week or this month because of this hobby. It's a lot better than saying I spent five hundred dollars." this week and now we have a problem with paying bills or something Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for so uh, to be able to help you all through this so uh, when you do that when you have your first sale um, it goes from being the situation where you're like oh man I'm I'm putting all this time and effort into researching and looking for deals when you find that one deal you make it and you sell it and you turn a profit sales cure-all it feels so much better and it's an incredible thing to be able to do uh, to be able to generate that kind of money any kind of money that wouldn't have been there otherwise had you not actually stepped in and developed this tool that you now have to be able to generate income from this hobby that you love Um, it's a it's a wonderful feeling and then eventually you'll be able to start getting really cool cards in your collection Uh, without having to spend any new money into it um that's the greatest thing ever i mean it's and maybe that maybe this doesn't click with you out there If, if uh if you don't have any you might not have a spouse you might not have a spouse that cares about this stuff or you might not have any contention about this thing with the spouse and you know that's great you know that's great but um it is always a good thing to be able to have a good idea of what things sell for for sure at the very least. And uh you know if you do have issues, uh financial issues with this, you'll find I think that this'll be a a win-win situation for you here where you can actually uh earn money through this hobby and ultimately get free cards. And I'm using air quotes when I say free cards because nothing's free, right? Eventually it's gonna cost you something, which means time, you know, but that time is spent in the hobby that you love anyway right so uh that's the that's kind of like the first thing that i would recommend doing and obviously of course one thing as well i'm a numbers guy i love doing this uh anyways but you know start off, start up a, a spreadsheet of your purchases and you know make a game out of it and it becomes something that's enjoying enjoyable and satisfying um, especially when you put something up on ebay and you hear that ka yeah, you know, from your app, that means that you sold something or, or got an offer. That's always the greatest. Um, so anyways, yeah, start thinking about that. And I think it'll help you be wiser in your purchasing decisions as well. Um, so, you know, I don't know, I think I probably have a few more, a few more thoughts on this, but hopefully that'll get you started um, on the right foot. You know? and, and so here's an actionable item for you, uh, two things. This week is to number one. If you do think this is a good idea, number one, sit down with your collection, weed out what you don't love, and number two, put them for sale. Then you'll have a, a nice little little lump of money to uh, to go forward and start uh, you know making purchases that can make you cash positive. So, um, all right. So those are those are my uh, tips for the day. Hope you all enjoy and uh, have a great rest of your week.